your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 248 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. That music you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. Once again, a big thanks to them for allowing us to use their music at the start of this podcast. You can find their music anywhere that you get music. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you will get 20% off of your next order. We got a lot to get into today. First and foremost, Alexi Lafreniere and Capo Keco will not be playing at the World Juniors this year. We're going to talk about that a little bit. We're also going to talk about some of the other Rangers regarding their respective statuses for the upcoming World Juniors, who's in, who's out. And also, we're going to have some news regarding former beloved Ranger Matt Zuccarello. He's still beloved. I mean, let's be real here. Matt Zuccarello, still a very popular player among Ranger fans. He just happens to be playing for the Minnesota Wild these days. But he also just underwent arm surgery heading into the second year of his five-year deal with the Minnesota Wild. So we're just going to talk about that a little bit, as well as do something of a career retrospective for Matty Zuccarello and his time with the New York Rangers. Finally, we're going to be talking about what this upcoming NHL season might look like, assuming, of course, that there is an NHL season. But we got to start with Alexi Law and then we'll move to Capo Caco and again some of the other Rangers who may be playing in the World Juniors and who might not be playing in the World Juniors. For Alexi Lafreniere, it's a no-go. We have a quote from Scott Salmond, who is the Hockey Canada Senior Vice President of National Teams. After ongoing discussions with the New York Rangers, Hockey Canada has been informed that Alexi Lafreniere will not be released to represent Canada at the 2021 IIHF World Junior Championship in Edmonton. Although we are disappointed Alexi will not be able to join our team for World Juniors, we understand and respect the decision made by the Rangers. And, you know, it sounds like this might have been the Ranger decision even if coronavirus did not exist because it sounds like their chief concern here is that they just want to make sure he's ready for the upcoming NHL season. It's not so much that they are you know, terrified that Alexi Lafreniere is going to get COVID. I mean, I'm sure that has something to do with it. They want to protect their players and, you know, health and safety first. We've talked about that before as well. And it sounds like the Rangers feel that the best way for Alexi Lafreniere to get ready for this upcoming season is to kind of stay nearby and just concentrate on the Rangers season as a whole, the upcoming NHL season. It'll obviously be his first at the NHL level. But I got to say, I respectfully disagree. And I know the Rangers, look, they want to take care of their first overall pick. I'm sure they'd like to make sure that Lafreniere gets to spend as much time as possible with his new coaches, his new teammates. Uh, but by that same token, you got to remember that Lafreniere hasn't played an actual hockey game in nearly a year. And I don't care who you are and how much talent you've got. That is a long time to go. And some rust is to be expected. So the way I see it, what better way to knock off that rust than by playing in this tournament? You know, this is always a very competitive tournament. Uh, Alexi Lafreniere has a chance to win another gold medal, as he did last year with Team Canada when he was the MVP of the tournament. He's had success playing in this tourney in the past. So why not let him get out there, step back onto the ice, and light up this tournament one more time? Let him kind of get his legs under him. Let him chase another gold medal and let him play some actual hockey before you throw him on the ice on opening night for game one of the Rangers regular season. 
And you might hear all of that and say, well, you know, he can still get ready for the regular season by being in training camp with the Rangers. Maybe there's some people who even think that that's the way to go, again, to get him around his coaches, to get him around his teammates, all that good stuff. But we don't even know if there's going to be a preseason. You know, we've got all this talk about when the regular season is going to start. And of course, New Year's Day was floated around as a possibility. Now it's looking like it's going to be more toward January 15th. But are these teams going to get to play in any preseason games? Are there going to be any inter-squad scrimmages? How exactly are we going to bridge the gap from Alexi Lafreniere last playing hockey this past March to now playing in regular season games with the New York Rangers? I think the World Junior Championships would have been great for that because, again, it's a very competitive tournament, very spirited tournament, and it's just a lot of fun for players to represent their country. So I just think it would have been a nice way to kind of bridge the gap there, get Alexi Lafreniere back on the ice for some hockey games before you start the regular season with the Rangers. I mean, he can do a lot of the things that they're doing in training camp on his own. He can work on his shot. He can work on his skating. He can do all those things on his own. All he needs is a pair of skates and a rink. But there's no substitute for actual hockey games. And I just think that the Rangers might be missing a little bit of an opportunity here to kind of help Lafreniere avoid a slow start with the Rangers because that's the last thing we want, right? We know about Capo Caco last year. Obviously, a little bit of an underwhelming rookie season with the Rangers, just the 23 points. I still think better days are ahead for Capo Caco, but I think if we can avoid a slow start for Alexi Lafreniere, that's the way to do it. And it's going to be hard to imagine a scenario where he's not at least a little bit rusty. I, I know he's got all the talent in the world. I know that everybody thinks he's a generational talent. I get all that. But again, I just think it's going to be difficult to envision a scenario where he's not at least a little bit rusty. And if he goes from not playing in a hockey game of any kind from this past March into jumping onto the ice nearly a full calendar year later on opening night in a regular season game for the Rangers, I mean, is it really fair to expect him to just hit the ground running and just immediately start putting up points and being the generational talent that we all think he's going to be? I don't know. And I just think that, you know, playing in the World Juniors where Lafreniere has a chance to dominate, I just think that would be very beneficial for him uh, going into his first NHL season with the Rangers. And I'll admit this, there is somewhat of a selfish motive for me here as well, because I just think it would make the tournament that much more exciting. You know, you want to see as many good players, as many great players as possible participate in the World Juniors because it just makes for a more exciting tournament. And to get the opportunity as Ranger fans to see Alexi Lafreniere participate in the tournament, that would have been a lot of fun as well. Because yeah, we saw him last year, those of us who watched the World Juniors last year, but we didn't know at the time that he was going to end up being a New York Ranger. Now we know that he's going to join the Rangers, and if he was allowed to play on Team Canada, then it would have been a ton of fun to watch him go out there and just do what he does and hopefully dominate the tournament, have a, a strong couple of games, maybe lead Canada to another gold medal, and just be ready to go for the Rangers when the regular season begins. I do get where the Rangers are coming from. I just think this may have been, again, something of a missed opportunity as just a way to make sure that Lafreniere gets back to playing some hockey and he's ready to hit the ground running on opening night whenever it rolls around for the New York Rangers. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off of your first box at BuiltBar.com. 
com. Once again, use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first box at www.builtbar.com. We're going to get back to talking about the World Juniors in just a second here as far as who's in for the Rangers, who's out for the Rangers, who might still be up in the air. But first, just want to give you guys a little bit of an idea of what you can expect on the next few episodes of Locked on New York Rangers. So the next episode is very likely going to feature an interview with a former New York Ranger. I'm very excited about this. It took us almost 250 episodes, but the time has come. Very, very excited about this. Hopefully you guys are as well. We are also going to get into some preliminary predictions for the Rangers and the upcoming season. You know, who's going to lead the team in goals, who's going to lead the team in assists, hits, block shots, will the Rangers be a playoff team, who might be traded by the Rangers during the season, maybe some off-the-wall predictions as well, we'll see what we can get into, but we're going to do a very preliminary uh, look and a series of predictions as far as what to expect from the Rangers for this upcoming season. But getting back to the World Juniors here, in addition to Alexi Lafreniere not playing for Team Canada, Capo Caco not going to play for Team Finland either. He was eligible, given that he's still just 19 years old, so he could have played. This is his last year of eligibility. Uh, he will not be playing. A lot of what I said about Alexi Lafreniere also applies here to Capo Caco. It is a little bit different with Caco because he has a full NHL season under his belt, obviously, and he at least participated in the Rangers' return to play training camp, as well as the exhibition game against the New York Islanders, and then also the three playoff games against the Carolina Hurricanes. So he's at least played in four hockey games since last March, as opposed to Alexi Lafreniere playing in zero hockey games since last March. But just like Lafreniere, again, I think this could have been a nice bridge and a nice way for Capo Caco to get ready to go for the upcoming NHL season, because as we've talked about on here, Caco did underwhelm a little bit in his rookie season as a New York Ranger. I do think there are better days ahead for Capo Caco. Certainly playing on the same line as Artemi Panarin is definitely going to help him, and it looks like that's going to be the case when the season starts. It looks like he'll be playing on the second line, the right wing alongside Artemi Panarin and Ryan Strom. And I don't want to make it sound like playing in this World Juniors tournament for either Caco or Lafreniere is going to make or break them, and it's going to either launch them to Hall of Fame careers or it's going to doom them to be total draft bus. I'm not saying that. I'm not taking it to that extreme. I just think it's a nice way to get them ready for the upcoming season. Alas, neither is going to play in the World Juniors Tournament, which is somewhat disappointing, but also somewhat understandable from the New York Rangers' perspective. And while Capo Caco will not be playing for Team Finland, one Ranger prospect who will be playing for Team Finland is Levi Altonen. He was included on the team's preliminary roster. And for anyone who might need a refresher, Altonen is a 5'9", 176-pound right winger drafted by the Rangers in the fifth round of the 2019 NHL draft. He also helped Finland win a gold medal at the 2018 IIHF Under-18 World Championship. And Altonen, when he was drafted by the Rangers back in 2019, he was coming off of a really impressive season in Finland. Uh, he skated in 29 games there, scored 12 goals, and had 24 assists for a total of 36 points in the 29 games. So a really strong season there. Maybe a little bit of a steal for the Rangers, you know, getting him late in the draft in the fifth round. I don't know. I don't think you see players with that kind of offensive production as late as the Rangers got him. And now we'll get a chance to see Altonen playing for Team Finland on the World Juniors, assuming he makes a team and assuming this tournament can go off without a hitch here. Altonen is also off to a really nice start this season with IPK and Mestis. He has three goals and three assists in five games and at least one point in all five of those games. 
One Ranger that will not be participating in the World Juniors this year is Carl Henriksen because he has unfortunately tested positive for COVID, so he will no longer get the opportunity to represent Sweden at the World Juniors. Henriksen found out about his positive test on Saturday night, and he will be held out of the tournament for obvious reasons. It's unfortunate, first of all, that he caught coronavirus, and obviously uh, we wish him all the best, and we hope he gets healthy as fast as possible and makes a full recovery. But it's unfortunate because he was expected to see top-line minutes for Sweden at the World Juniors. So, yeah, I mean, we would have had a chance to see Henriksen in action here, uh, possibly having a strong tournament. The other thing to keep in mind here, too, not every single one of these Ranger players who play in the World Juniors are going to be with the Rangers for their entire career. And for some of them, it could be an opportunity uh, for them to, I mean, this isn't what they're thinking about, but it could be a chance for them to kind of boost their trade value because if somebody like Carl Henriksen goes out there and lights it up at the World Juniors, and the Rangers feel like they could move him and get a nice return for him, then that's something that they could look to do at a certain point. And I'm not campaigning to trade Carl Henriksen. Look, they took him in the second round. He went number 58 overall. I think they definitely have plans for Carl Henriksen in the future. I'm just saying in general. In general, the more Ranger players that are participating in this tournament, the better, because it doesn't just give us fans the chance to see what they can do. It gives scouts and opposing teams the opportunity to see what they can do as well. So you never know which one of these players will end up being trade bait. And they might be somebody that you could look to deal somewhere down the road. If we fast forward two or three seasons and maybe Carl Henriksen still hasn't made his NHL debut, then it's possible that the Rangers fancy themselves contenders in two or three years. They're looking to make a run at the Stanley Cup championship. And at that point, you might be more willing, if you're the Rangers, to deal one of your prospects like a Carl Henriksen or like any of these other players that's going to be participating in this tournament. It's at least possible. Henriksen, a little bit of a quiet season so far with Frolunda HC of the SHL. In 20 games, he has no goals and just four assists, but the Rangers are still very high on him. They drafted him after a season in 2018-2019 that saw him play in 45 games with Frolunda HC J20 in the J20 Super Elite League. He skated in 45 games that season, scored 13 goals, picked up an additional 36 assists for 49 points in 45 games, and then also had, in six playoff games, two goals and seven assists for nine points in those six games. So obviously just unfortunate that Carl Henriksen has gotten COVID and very unfortunate that he won't get the opportunity to play in this tournament. But first and foremost, hopes for a speedy recovery for Mr. Carl Henriksen. One new name as far as the World Junior Championships are concerned as it pertains to the New York Rangers is Hunter Skinner, a defenseman. He was added to the United States preliminary roster for the tournament. He is currently attending the team's training camp. It runs from December 6th through December 13th. The Rangers, as you might remember, took him in the 2019 NHL draft. He went in the fourth round, number 112 overall. He also had six goals and 26 assists and a plus 22 rating in 62 games with the London Knights of the OHL last season. He ranked third among OHL defense in plus minus in 2019-2020. So we'll see what happens there. We'll keep our fingers crossed and see if uh, Hunter Skinner can crack the United States roster. I just think it goes without saying that the more Rangers that participate in this tournament, the more fun it's going to be for all of us watching. It really is an excellent opportunity for us to see these guys in action, see them before they make their NHL debut, and see who leaves a favorable impression on us uh, while this tournament is happening. Skinner is one of two New York Rangers attempting to make the United States team. He joins Brett Burrard, who we talked about last week as well. So obviously, fingers crossed that the two of them can crack the United States roster. But yeah, we're only about two weeks away from the start of this tournament. And again, I think that people who have been missing hockey, you know, obviously under normal circumstances, 
the NHL season would be happening right now. We'd be more than two months into the season. We'd be absolutely rolling. Hopefully, the Rangers will be off to a nice start. Instead, we're kind of just in limbo uh, trying to figure out when the NHL is actually going to start its next season. But for people who have really been missing hockey over these last couple of months, and definitely count me among you, I think you'll really like this tournament. Definitely check it out when it premieres. It starts actually on Christmas Day is when the official start of the tournament will happen. And I know that Team United States plays at night that evening. So maybe check out that game, maybe do all your gift opening and spend time with family during the day, and then the entire family can have the opportunity to watch the United States play hockey at night. Just a suggestion, but one that I think a lot of people listening to this might enjoy. We have some new details as far as what the NHL is thinking for this upcoming season, the 2020-2021 season, although all of the action will be happening in 2021, but it's still going to be known as the 2020-2021 season. They are now looking to start the regular season on January 15th. The original target date was January 1st. That never really seemed all that realistic. I'm not even so sure about January 15th because, again, we still have more questions than answers. We don't know for sure uh, how... And if the NHL will do realignment, are we going to have an all-Canada division? Are we going to basically split the United States into three different sections and just do divisions that way? Are teams going to be playing in their home arenas? Are there going to be bubble cities? Are there going to be fans allowed into the arenas? What's going to happen? We don't really know the answer to any of these questions. So I'm still a little skeptical that it's even going to start on January 15th. But fingers crossed that that happens because I'm sure I'm not the only person who misses NHL hockey. So right now, target date, for the NHL, starting the regular season is January 15th. They will then look to end the regular season on May 1st. And right now, the plan is to play a 56-game regular season. I know that 48 was a number that had been floated around a little bit in the past, but it looks like they're going to aim for 56 games. I'd rather it be an 82-game regular season. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I can never get enough hockey. But I will say uh, a 56-game regular season is somewhat intriguing just because there's going to be that much more on the line every single night. If you get off to a little bit of a rough start in an 82-game regular season, you can overcome that. You know, you can bounce back from a shaky start and win enough games down the stretch to work your way into the postseason. But if you get off to a bad start and say, you know, after 15 games, say you have a record of, you know, I don't know, let's just say 5-10. and 10. Let's say a team gets off to a rough start, they're 5-10. and 10. Well, that's more than a quarter of the season gone. And so you really got to step on the gas then and pick it up really fast if you want to make the playoffs. So it is intriguing for that reason. Just the simple fact that there's more on the line in every single game in a 56-game regular season than there would be in an 82-game regular season. So yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing how that dynamic plays out. Again, I would take the 82-game regular season if we could have it, but this probably makes sense given the world that we're living in right now to shorten it down to 56 games. I think it's still certainly enough games for teams to kind of get the opportunity to put their best foot forward and uh, stake their claim for a playoff spot. And speaking of the playoffs, as far as I can tell, it looks like they will go back to the normal 16-team playoff tournament. I think that's the way to go this past season. Again, nobody could have predicted the pandemic and it kind of left the NHL season in shambles. We didn't really know what was going to happen. I think the 2014 playoff tournament definitely worked this past year just because it wouldn't have been fair to pull the rug out from underneath teams that were one or two points out of the playoffs when the regular season was paused. And so what you ended up with was this crazy 2014 playoff tournament, but I think letting 24 out of 31 teams into the playoffs in every season would be a mistake because if you do that, you really devalue your regular season. So it looks like they will go back to the 16-team playoff tournament. We will wait and see what happens there. They have also said that the Stanley Cup will be awarded no later than July 7th. 
Training camp will start on December 28th for the seven teams that missed the playoffs this past season, and then training camp will begin on January 1st for the teams that made the playoffs. So you're only looking at about two weeks to get ready to go for the regular season if you're the Rangers or any of the other 24 teams that made the playoff tournament this past season. So I think it goes without saying, I'm definitely looking forward to the start of the NHL season. Fingers crossed that all these things happen, that the owners and players can get on the same page. We can actually have a hockey season and uh, see what the Rangers can do. Because like a lot of you, I'm very excited about where this franchise is right now and where they're going and just continuing to put the pieces together and complete this rebuild and reestablish the Rangers as a bona fide Stanley Cup contender. And I think the last thing that this team needs and that these players need on the Rangers, you know, a very young team, the last thing that they need is to have the next season canceled. It would stunt their growth. It would stunt their development. And we would just have to wait another season to continue with this rebuild. And I don't think anybody wants that, regardless of who you cheer for. I don't care if you're a Ranger fan or not. Nobody wants to see the season get canceled. But one more thing that I wanted to do here today before we wrap up is talk a little bit about Matt Zuccarello. In November, he had surgery on his right arm and he still does not have a timetable for his return. Uh, this is the same arm that he broke two seasons ago when he was playing in his first game with the Dallas Stars after being traded there by the Rangers. He had surgery then, so another surgery on the same arm. And after he completed that half season with the Dallas Stars, he agreed to a five-year contract with the Minnesota Wild on July 1st, 2019, and had kind of a rough season this past year, just 37 points in 65 games, 15 goals and 22 assists. It was his worst points per game average at 0.57 since 2012-2013 when he had 0.53 points per game. And this is a quote from Matt Zuccarello back in July. Every player reflects on their season and play and judges yourself. No one judges you as hard as yourself. There's no question in my mind that I can be better. I'm not saying I'd have 50 goals or anything like that, but just creating for teammates and creating more chances and stuff like that. I think it came at the end. I got more and more comfortable. The start was rough. There's no doubt about that, and I'm the first one to admit that. And hearing this as a Ranger fan and somebody who still really likes Matt Zuccarello, I mean, one of my favorite players when he was here, I really, really hope that he still has a few good seasons left in him. He's 33 years old, so not ancient by any stretch of the imagination. But I just really hope that he's able to live up to that contract. I don't want to see him get labeled as a free agent bust or anything like that because he signed a five-year, $30 million contract with the Minnesota Wild. And, you know, you think about the Ranger rebuild and all the trades that they made to facilitate that rebuild. I think one of the moves that was the toughest to swallow as a Ranger fan for myself, and I'm sure probably for a lot of you as well, was having to say goodbye to Matty Zuccarello. It just stung a little bit more than some of the other trades that were made at that time, and I just hope that Matt Zuccarello's best days are not behind him. Even if they are behind him, I still hope he can come back and at least be an effective hockey player, because it really hasn't gone so well for Zuccarello ever since the Rangers traded him, and again, I don't want to see him be labeled as a free agent bus with the Minnesota Wild. And you think about you know, the Rangers, they trade him to the Stars, and in his first game with the Stars, he actually scored a goal for them in his debut with the Dallas Stars, but he breaks his arm in the same game, ends up having to have surgery, comes back for the end of that regular season, and plays for the Stars in the playoffs. But then he goes to the Minnesota Wild and has, uh, you know, one of his weakest seasons in the NHL. I mean, we just got to call it like it is here, at least from a point perspective. And you just hate to see it because I think you would have to look really long and really hard before you find a Ranger fan who had an ill word to say about Matt Zuccarello. I mean, you're talking about somebody who went undrafted. Uh, he was typically the smallest guy on the rink. He went on to have a far better career for the Rangers than anyone could have expected. And despite being one of the smaller guys out there, night in and night out, Matt Zuccarello refused to back down. He would go to the net when he had to, sometimes position himself in front of the net. Guys who were bigger than him thought they could probably pick on him a little bit, but Matt Zuccarello would give it right back. Anytime there was uh, you know, a play stoppage and you had one of those 
post-whistle skirmishes that we see so often in the NHL, especially in the playoffs. You know, guys would look to push him around a little bit, but he would give it right back. He gave as good as he got, and you just love to see that. You love to see that fire. You love to see that passion. This is somebody who just never backed down and just such a mentally and physically tough player. Uh, that was definitely on display when he suffered a brain contusion and a concussion in the 2015 Stanley Cup playoffs. He was hit in the head by a shot by Ryan McDonough, so he only got to play five games in the playoffs that season. The Rangers ended up losing to the Lightning in seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals. Do they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning? If Matt Zuccarello was there, it's at least possible. I'm not going to sit here and say that it would be a guarantee. Yes, Matt Zuccarello definitely would have led them to a victory over the Lightning, but it's at least possible. It's at least possible. And he's on the Minnesota Wild now, so we don't get to see a whole lot of him. And sometimes in sports, it's a little bit out of sight, out of mind. And the Rangers, you know, they only play the Minnesota Wild twice a season, and that's in a normal 82-game regular season. I'm not so sure how this shorter schedule is going to work. If they indeed split the NHL into four divisions, will the Rangers only play teams within their division for the entire regular season? That's very possible. But the point here is that as Ranger fans, we don't see a whole lot of the Minnesota Wild, and it's easy to forget about Zuccarello at least a little bit. But I just want to say, and I really don't think I'm alone here, as a Ranger fan, I'm still pulling for Matt Zuccarello. I really hope he can get his career back on track this upcoming season. Hopefully he has a speedy recovery from this arm surgery. He can get back on the ice, start playing the kind of hockey that he played when he was on the New York Rangers. And there's something else you got to really admire about Matt Zuccarello. He had a very odd career path to the NHL. We already mentioned that he was undrafted, and this is easy to forget, but he split the 2010-2011 NHL season between the Rangers and the Connecticut Whale of the AHL. He skated in 42 games with the Rangers that year, 36 with the Whale. In those 42 games with the Rangers, Zuccarello scored six goals and had 17 assists. Despite this, the following season, he only got to play in 10 games with the Rangers while spending 37 with the Whale. And then if you fast forward ahead to 2012-2013, he started that season playing 44 games with Metalurg of the KHL, came back to the Rangers for 15 regular season games and 12 playoff games, played well, finally stuck with the Rangers after that. But man, this was not an easy path for Matt Zuccarello to get to the NHL. And then even after he played fairly well in his first taste of NHL action, it certainly wasn't easy for him to stick even after he got to the NHL. But in the seasons that followed, you guys know what happened. He really took off for the Rangers, became firmly entrenched as a top six forward, and basically just took off, was one of the Rangers' biggest scoring threats for many, many seasons, was a part of many deep playoff runs for this team, helped them make the Stanley Cup Finals in 2013-2014, skated in 25 playoff games that year, scored five goals, and had eight assists. He was awesome. I mean, he really was the heart and soul of the team. As we all know, the Rangers went into rebuild mode. They trade him to the Dallas Stars. After that half season with the Stars, he signs with the Minnesota Wild, and that kind of brings us to current day, uh, having this arm surgery and coming off of an underwhelming first season with the Minnesota Wild. I do think that it was a little bit of a mismatch with Matt Zuccarello playing on a Bruce Boudreaux team, and you've got the Minnesota Wild who play this defensive style and I just don't know that it was ever much of a fit. And my fears were kind of confirmed when the Rangers played the Wild in a regular season game this past season. The game went into a shootout, and Boudreaux doesn't even select Matt Zuccarello to participate in the shootout. Keep in mind, Zuccarello is playing his former team. I'm sure he would have loved to have gotten a shot to deal the Rangers a loss there. And forget about that, though. Let's just look at this logically. Matt Zuccarello is phenomenal in the shootout. For his career, he is 24th all-time with a 49.1% success rate on the shootout. He has scored in 26 of his 53 attempts. Again, 24th overall all-time in the NHL for players with at least 10 attempts in the shootout. But for whatever reason, not given a chance against the Rangers to do his thing and go out there and take a shot. And again, that's just one really small example. It's not like I watch every single Minnesota Wild game this season. 
but you do hope that Matt Zuccarello can find his game for the Minnesota Wild, now playing under Dean Evason, who took over as the interim coach last season and is now the full-time head coach. But that's going to do it for today, guys. Once again, thanks as always for tuning in. And do not miss our next episode. We are going to have a former New York Ranger on the show. Definitely looking forward to that. Definitely come back and check that out. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.